Hello, everybody, and welcome to one more episode of this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, which is the three main traits of a great English student. This is teacher Luis Miranda, and we are about to start to talk about a very interesting topic. So get ready and let's do it. The three traits of a great English student. This means the three characteristics of a great English learner. And one thing that I've seen in my career as an English teacher and as an educational psychologist is that most of my students have an ambiguous goal, an ambiguous objective. And what do I mean by that? That when you ask them, what is one of your main objectives? even one of their New Year's resolution, most of them will tell you, I want to speak English. I want to speak English. And that's okay. That's a very good objective for starters, right? But what is wrong with that objective in my perspective? Well, what's wrong with that objective is that it's an ambiguous objective. When do you get there? How do you measure the progress? How do you know that you are doing it right or doing it wrong? So it becomes ambiguous because you never actually have an ending point, a finish line, where you can say, okay, I'm making progress and I've gotten there. It's the same. I'm going to give you an analogy. It's the same thing when you want to lose weight and you just say, I want to lose weight which is a great goal, a great objective, right? I mean, an ambiguous goal is much better than no goals at all. But what is the problem with an objective such as, I want to lose weight? Well, the problem is that you are not being specific. You are not saying exactly how much you want to lose. How many kilograms do you want to lose, right? So you never actually get there or you get there conveniently faster than you should. It's like, okay, I lost one kilogram. I've lost weight. I can stop now and I can go back to eating ice cream and cookies and chocolate bars and chips, you know? It's the same thing with English. When do you get to the point where you can actually say, I speak English now? Where do you actually get to that point? So what I want to talk to you today It, what I want to talk about to you today is the three traits that a great and an effective English learner should have. And the first one is, number one is, have a what for. Have a what for. What do I mean by what for? Well, you should ask yourself before embarking on this enterprise, you should ask yourself, What do I want to learn English for? What do I want to learn English for? Do I want to learn English for work? Do I want to learn English for school? Do I want to learn English for leisure or for traveling? This is something that you should make clear since the beginning because this is going to help you be more specific and less ambiguous, right? So once you know what you are doing all that or putting all that effort for, 
you're gonna know when you actually get there. For example, most of my students want to learn English for work. This means for better job opportunities or to get a promotion or maybe even to get a new job abroad, right? That means in a different country. So the first trait of a great student is to have a what for. What is a what for? A what for is an anchor, an anchor. Like, you know, when, when boats want to stop moving, they throw an anchor at the bottom. It's a heavy anchor, and that actually uh, prevents the boat from moving. So this is what you need. You need an anchor. You need something to tell you, hey, this is it. This is the finish line. You've gotten there. What's next? So trade number one, have a what for Let's move on now to the second trait of a great English learner. And that second trait is set checkpoints. Set checkpoints. For example, two years ago, I decided to learn how to program, right? I wanted to become, or I didn't want to become a programmer per se, but I wanted to learn how to program because I consider that it's an important skill nowadays. Right, so um, I wanted to learn how to program, but then I realized that that goal was, okay, I knew what I wanted to learn how to program for because I wanted to know how programmers think because I think that they use a very different logic than uh, the one psychologists use. So I'm very used to thinking abstractly and, and uh, you know, using abstract terms, but I think that programmers have a very, very clear process of how to do things. It's like you do this, you do this, you do this, and then you'll get this. And that's what I wanted to learn. So my what for was I wanted to learn how programmers think. Okay. But I didn't have any checkpoints. That means that I knew what I wanted to learn uh, programming for, but I didn't know how to measure my progress. So what I did is, okay, first I'm going to start by creating a very, very simple program, which is called, if, you are wa if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, and if you know how to program, you know that the very first program that every programmer codes is the Hello World program. So it's basically a very simple line of uh, codes that only display hello world. That's it. That's the very first thing. And uh, well, I did that. Then my second checkpoint was to create a calculator. I created a calculator. My third uh, checkpoint was to create a weight calculator. Very simple, very simple weight calculator, weight and height uh, calculator. And then I started doing other uh, small programs until I got to understand the main uh, thought process of programmers. That's when I knew that I had gotten to the finish line. Of course, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a professional programmer right now. What I'm saying is I had a very specific goal and I reached it. So what happens when you're learning English? You need to do the same, the same. Okay, you have a what for. You wanna learn English for work. All right, you want better job opportunities. Perfect. Set 
smaller checkpoints. For example, if you need English for presentations at work, then maybe your first checkpoint could be introducing myself in English. First checkpoint, if you do it, you win. You pass to the next level. Second checkpoint, ask a question to one of my coworkers in English. You pass to the third level. Third checkpoint, give a presentation in English. You do that successfully, you pass to the next level. But if you're not successful, then you redesign the process and the strategy so that the next time you try it, you are successful. Let's say that the fourth level would be um, having a meeting or chairing a meeting in English. Fifth checkpoint, having a job interview in English. Having a job interview in English would actually uh, be a very clear checkpoint that would actually make you know if you're making progress or not, right? So the second trait of a great English student is set checkpoints to measure your progress. Set checkpoints to measure your progress, all right? And finally, the third trait of a great English student is abandon comfort. Abandon comfort. What do I mean by this? That it doesn't matter how much you study. It doesn't matter how good or how great your strategy is. Your study techniques or methodology. Doesn't matter. If you don't practice, if you don't focus on the output, you're never going to become better. You're never going to get better. Because to learn how to speak English, you need to speak. To learn how to write in English, you need to write. Now, this may sound very simplistic and on new episodes, I'm going to teach you strategies to do this more effectively, but uh, the bottom line is that if you want to do something and if you want to get better at it, you need to do it. You need to practice. You need to have output, focus on the output. So if you're afraid of making a mistake, that's completely fine. I've been through that. That's completely fine. If you are afraid that people won't understand you, especially if you're talking to native speakers, that's completely fine. But it's one thing to be afraid of something and it's another thing, a completely different thing, to be afraid of something and not do it because of that fear. So I just want, want to tell you that we all feel fear. Actually, fear is a defense mechanism, an evolutionary defense mechanism that helps us survive, right? But in this case, what's, I mean, think about it. What's the worst thing, worst thing that could happen if you actually made a mistake while speaking? They will correct you. People are very nice, especially when they know that you are learning a new language. And if that language is English, well, it's very common for people to make mistakes. So the third trait of a very successful English student is abandon comfort. It's okay to be afraid, but it's not okay to stop doing things because you are afraid. So let's recapitulate the, the three traits of a great English student. 
Number one is have a what for. What do you want to learn English for? Number two, set checkpoints. If, if your finish line is to speak English for work, for better job opportunities, then maybe one of the checkpoints could be having a job interview in English. And trait number three is abandon comfort. You're, you're not going to be comfortable all the time, and that's completely fine. It's okay to be afraid, but it's not okay to stop doing things because you are afraid. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you're listening to this while driving, I hope that you learned something new. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram as Teacher Luis Miranda. I am an educational psychologist and I've been teaching English professionally for nine years. If you're interested in learning English professionally, you can contact me at Teacher Luis Miranda on Facebook or you can send me an email at luismirandaval at sonman.com.mx or in Spanish that would be luismirandaval arroba sonman.com.mx. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.